Welcome back to episode four of The Weighing Room with The Winner's Enclosure. We are all about Cheltenham this week. We're going to run through the entire card on Friday and then also the Pudipal Gold Cup on the Saturday. Um, some exciting race and I love this meet because you get to see some big names that are going to come here and then later on in the season head to the festival. So you get to scope out a couple that maybe haven't run in a while or some new faces on the scene. Um, I'm going to be there on Saturday or Friday as well. So hopefully we can pick some winners between us because I'll probably back a couple. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good day. And do you know what? I was looking earlier, um, as I mentioned to you before, Frankie, I'm at Twickenham watching the rugby on Saturday. Um, but I'm so envious because Saturday's going to be a great day. I mean, look, even if you've got, you're, you're going to the racing and you want to bring someone, there's plenty for other people to see that may not want to see the racing. Not sure why you wouldn't. But, you know, you've got... Um, Caleb Cooper from uh, the Amazon Prime Clarkson's Farm Show. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's so oh, good. Yeah, I haven't seen the show, but I did see the Jockey Club um, or somebody post that he was going to be there doing something. Yeah, it's going to be great. Show, so it means nothing to me. Well, you've got two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess do my research. Um, yeah. But yeah. but yeah, it looks to be a good day. There's so much there. You know, you've got the Iowa Parade, Fun Dog Display, Air Show. So I just think you know, if you're going racing, you want to bring other people. Like, I think it's just worth people knowing there's plenty there to see um, for, for a good day's racing. So, very envious that you're going to be there. I'm there all weekend, so I'll be in a, in a state come, come Monday. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> one tired man come Monday morning. Yes, I uh, bet. Yeah. We'll get stuck in with the conditional jockey's handicap on the Friday at 110. The winner's enclosure have gone with Fergal O'Brien's art approval, and I am suggesting the same. Um, we spoke about Fergal a lot when we previewed Cheltenham the other week, and not too many of us um, actually had him down as our selections, and then he went and won the first, the last, and had a couple of seconds of thirds. So I'm um, not making that same mistake twice. Um, I really like Liam Harrison as a jockey as well. Um, Fergal always does well at Cheltenham. He's in form. He's kind of taking a lot of boxes in a race that nothing stands out um, in particular for me. So yeah, my pick and the winner's enclosure for that one is art approval. What about yourself, Hannah? Um, well, just quickly before I go on to um, my selection, just talking about Fergal actually. So I've got a pick with uh, Fergal today um, for Saturday. Um, but I just thought to Kai, who I mentioned last week, did really well, came second. Um, and as I mentioned in last week's podcast, was a horse that my mum absolutely fell in love with um, when we were at the yard. So that was great to see. But my pick for this race is going to be the Reekin. Now, I've been seeing the Reckon, but I do believe it is the Reekin. Um, and that is ridden by Ben Godfrey. Now, this horse has won this distance before. Its first win of last season was in May. Um, now, obviously, that is a drier season. Uh, so, I, do you know what the weather is going to be on Saturday? Uh, sorry, Friday. Is it going to um, stay a bit drier? It says good to soft. It's raining currently, but someone I know was down there this morning and they were like saying it's pretty fast ground. Um, I think, I think it would be good to soft, but the, if it was anything like it was in October, they've just kept it in such good condition that it's like mm. a carpet. But I think it would be good to soft. It's a bit of rain stuff. Okay, so this could be great. Um, so yeah, this is my pick. Um, what else do I have to say on this horse? Yeah, I just, I really liked this horse. I watched um, it race uh, in a replay and I thought it was a really great horse. So this is my pick for the 1310. 
Awesome. Uh, next up is the part about handicap chase. Tricky one to say for me, so I'll go. The winners' enclosure have given given two. Uh, Stolen silver, the favourite, and also Fanzio. So at a bit of a price, fourteen to one. So you could have stolen silver um, or Fanzio each way from them. Um, my selection is going to be Editor Dujit. I'm guessing you say it like that. These French names <laughs> quite hard um, for the Moors. Um, but Ryan Moore's not on it, which, although I like Ryan Moore's jockeys, they're one of the reasons I'm selecting it. It's got a claimer on taking five pounds off. Um, won a grade three off of 10 stone nine. It fell um, in its last race and it hasn't gone up the weights since then. It's rated 140 um, with that claimer on board and with its previous form. I think it's got a very good chance. So, editor Dujit for myself. Here goes my French accent <laughs> attempt. So, we go Cap or Teal uh, is my pick. So, when I was looking earlier, um, it was at nine to two, but it's gone down to 11 to two with bet 365. Um, I think. For, for what it was, I think it's quite a big prize for this horse and what it can achieve. Um, it is stepping up in class, and since its chase debut, has won four of its seven starts. Um, all over two miles, so it'll be interesting to see how it gets on in this one. Um, carrying 10, stone 11, runs... Oh dear. I said this every time, right? So I'm just going to say, my handwriting in my notes is never good. Um, so, but yeah, uh, it will be a nice horse to see run. I'm looking forward to... To seen it go so that's my pick for the 1345. Awesome. Well, you have to agree. Oh no, me and the, me and myself and winning the clothes have one of the first. Um, yeah, <laughs> third race 220. Bit of a funny race. Um, novice chase, there's only three horses entered, which I think I mean it's hard to go against the one to three shot, especially when we are not playing for money here and we're selecting um, you know who we think will win and not really taking the market into account. Um, but I think. If there was more running in this race, it wouldn't be a one to three shot. And I do think that if you were having a bet, then the value is outside of the favourite in my drugger. I think you, at seven to two, you take your chances on Henry de Bromhead and Rachel Blackmore, who has done nothing wrong, um, been chasing successfully, coming, I think, first, second, first, first, or something along those lines. Um, so I wouldn't be backing my drogo at one to three, first time chasing. However, it's a machine of a horse, um, and the scouts have got some novice chasers going well already this year. So that is my selection. I just think there's zero value there at one to three. So my selection is my Drogo. The winners enclosure have actually gone with Henry de Bromhead, um, horse that I mentioned, Gin Online. Yep. So I'm going with my Drogo. I absolutely love this horse. I've been super excited to um, see him back out and running. As you said, absolute monster of a horse. <clears throat> so as you mentioned as well, it's the chasing debut. I'm a huge fan um, of the Skelton team. I just, I think they're a great team. And this horse, as well as actually with Harry Skelton riding, um, I think it's brilliant. So um, I am going to agree with you on that one. I mean, I always, like most people, I always like to see the horses in the parade ring. And I just think he stands out so much in the parade ring. And after my masterclass with Jim McGrath in the parade ring, I just feel like now I have to see them walk. And when the first time I saw him, I thought he's amazing. But, you know, he's had an absolute brilliant, brilliant time already. Um, uh, unbeaten over hurdles. So it'd be really nice to see um, him go over fences. But, you know, anything can happen. But I think he'll, he's a machine. I think he'll Again, go really well. So. If, it, if, it, if it wins well, uh, if it jumps well, particularly, could be an exciting. Yeah. The scouts have done, they've been, they've been in noticeably good form and, with their chasers as well this year so you'd expect it to um, yeah I mean you know Gin Online will be a threat 
um, so it'd be good to see. I'm really disappointed that it's a three horse race. I just think oh, it's it's just so disappointing, especially when I've wanted to see this horse run. You know, I've been waiting for it, and I was like, oh, for goodness sake! So, you know, disappointing. But there we go. That's my pick for the fourteen twenty. Next one, the cross country chase, um, and I'm agreeing again with the winners' enclosure. They've gone for free wheeling Dunn the Irish. Grand National winner at 150 to 1. Never selected it that day. Very well done. Um, and again, my selection, so I'm agreeing freewheeling Dylan. Um, I just think it, it won the National and it, you know, it got hiked up in the weights a little, but it's still been performing well. I think it's ran two or three times since over in Ireland and has been running well in the staying races. Um, and there's absolutely no reason why it couldn't come here um, and do just as well. So although, you know, you might, you might have, well, when it won the national, you'd have it down as a frequent at 150 to one, but it's done everything right since. So I think it is an impressive horse. And as, as I said, there's no reason why it can't win here at around 10 to one. Currently. So, so for me. I found this a real tricky one. I'm going with plan of attack. Um, now, earlier I was looking at, looking at some statistics and some trends. So I'm just going to reel those out because, you know, it's worth noting these down when you are taking your picks. So 10 of the last 12 winners were aged between 9 and 11. All 12 of the last winners were geldings. Actually, there was one statistic. I think it was like all winners were bay. And I thought, ah, <laughs> don't know if that's worth noting down. Uh, six of the last 12 winners carried between 10 stone 2 and 10 stone 11. So I took that into, um, into my brain I can't think of the word I took that on board when I was um choosing the, the horse yeah into consideration can't quite get my words out today uh Rachel Blackmore has ridden this horse before now as you mentioned before um Rachel Blackmore Henry de Bromhead I mean they're another dream team aren't they um I think she is currently riding the favorite um but yeah this is the one I'm going for plan of attack and I just think you can't go wrong with a Henry de Bromhead horse um, now, in the last appearance, it did weaken towards the end um, of its last race, but um, you know, nothing. Looking at the form, nothing really stands out in particular. Um, but I think it will go okay in this one. That is my pick for this one: plan of attack. That's the cross-country chase. So now we move on to the half past three, the Ballymore Novice Hurdle, run over two miles five, and the winners' enclosure are going for. Now, I'm going to say Jolino Bello, not Galino Bello, Jolino Bello. Now, I am going to disagree with this one. So that one is currently the favourite, I do believe. Frankie, do correct me if I'm wrong if you've got the older, the older thing up there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going with, I do believe it still should be the second favourite, Off Your Rocco. And that is from the Gordon Elliott uh, Stables. Now, Off the Rocco carries £5 more than the favourite. Um, it's won at this distance before and this season... Uh, or recently has had two runs on soft ground. So I suppose, you know, you've said it's, it is fast ground. If we did see some rain, you know, it wouldn't be a problem. Could work in the favour. Um, not, not too worried, really. But he's won five of his six starts and three of four of those um, since hurdling. So I think it could go well. So that is my pick. It's off your Rocco. Off your Rocco. Um, Jolino Bello. I'm agreeing with the winner's enclosure. Um, mainly because, well, I mean, it's, it's pretty unexposed. It's got some good form in behind. I like to move it, um, which won here at Cheltenham in October, beating Tritonic and Stepney Causeway. 
Um, so quite an impressive horse, and it wasn't too far behind that um, in a bumper race and then came out to win well. First time hurdling um, last time out. So I think off of that form in the bumper and then jumped well and went well enough over hurdles, I think it's the deserving favourite of five to four, and I'd like to see it win. Um, so yeah, Jolino or Galino Bello. So moving on to the four o'clock, the novices handicap hurdle, uh, run over two miles and a half furlong. Now the winner's enclosure are going for Sashenka. Goodness me, I look at my handwriting and every time I think I need to sort that out because I don't know what I've written. Sashenka, so I'm disagreeing with the winner's enclosure. I think actually I've disagreed with all of them so far. Um, but uh, going back to when we were talking about Fergal O'Brien earlier, I'm going for uh, his horse that runs in this race, uh, Samba Dancer. I think it's got good form. It's a previous winner on this course and trip. Carries 11 stone, seven. It's carried more previously and won uh, last time out on the 23rd of October. I think, was this your pick? I think, a couple of weeks ago? Samba Dancer. Yeah, it was the favourite and it won. And it was a horse I looked at and I thought, no, no, no I'm not going to go with it. And do you know what? Big regrets because I should have done. Um, so, yeah, his form's great and I think it'll go well. He's already had tremendous success since moving Fergal to Fergal. So. Is like, Sorry? like a Fergal in the last is just like an un, unwritten rule that if Fergal's got a win in the last, you should back it. He had, well, won the last, when was it? In October. He had a big price winner. Um, yeah. I'm going for Evan Williams' horse. Um, how do you like me now? Um, also, I think a trainer seems to do well in, although this isn't a bumper, but seems to do well in a bumper or, or last race of the day, the lucky last. Um, it's one, two novices. And the, the, the second last race it ran in was a long way clear. And then the last race, although only winning by a length or so, the first two were a long way clear of the rest of the field. So a good form coming into this race. Um, and I think it will, it will go well. I think it's a tricky race to pick, but how do you like, mm. me, uh, how do you like me now for Evan Williams is my selection. Okay, so we are going to move on now to Saturday's race. This is the only race we're covering uh, for Saturday at Cheltenham, which is the Paddy Power Gold Cup, ridden over two miles four. Um, I am agreeing with the winner's enclosure. This is my first agreement with the winner's enclosure uh, this week. <sighs> what have I written there? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Protectorat. Protectorat. Now, I've written this down in big letters on my notes because I said it wrong earlier. I was talking to my mum about this horse. So another Dan Skelton horse again. Um, I do like these horses. But just looking at last year's winner called Cody, um, will be making a return to try and defend the title. But here's a bit of a, a, bit of a statistic. Well, not really statistic, but a bit of previous history. There's only ever been two back-to-back -back winners, which were Halfbury and Brad, uh, Bradsbury Star. So if you put that into consideration... The odds aren't really in Cool Cody's favour, um, and Cool Cody is four pounds higher this year. So, yes, I'm going with the Dan Skelton horse, the six year old. Now, there's two uh, grade one winning horses racing, which is Paul Nichols's Layla, which has recently moved from uh, Kayleigh Willacott's yard. So, it's going to be a good race. I'm excited about this race. Uh, last time we saw Protector out over the same distance, one under Harry Skelton at 17 to two. Uh, after having wind surgery, so that could be could have helped a little bit. Um, and Harry Skelton will ride again, 11 stone 10. But I also noted down actually that Dostal Phil, the JP McManus horse, was one to one to know as well. Had I quite like the look of this horse, um, had five stars 
sorry, five starts over fences and his debut at Newbury uh, saw him finishing first by five and a half lengths. So I have got that one to note down, but I'm sticking with the, uh, the Dan Scouting horse. What I'm about yourself? I'm that, and not anymore, but the, that Protector Act used to be a bit of a nightmare to get to start. You used to have a few refus- refusals and non runs mm. Might be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, it was always one of those, if, if, it, if you got it to run, it, <laughs> it was a beast. <laughs> Didn't always fancy it, um, at least in the past. Um, I have actually gone for Laylor. Um, I used to love watching this horse at Cheltenham, and it's got great form at Cheltenham. At first glance, you might you know you see a couple of seconds and thirds. I think if you're looking two thirds at Cheltenham in 2020, but both very close finishes um, behind some real strong horses um, like Sepage, who I really rate and goes well at Cheltenham, um, and previously in January St Calvados. Um, and it's always, you know, been a nose or a neck in third. And yeah, I guess it, you'd be interesting to see what Paul Nichols has, has done with this horse and um, off of its previous form, especially at Cheltenham. Um, it's got every chance at five to one. So the law is my selection. Oh, so I think that's going to be that's going to be a good one. We'll have one of those things again when we're thinking, oh, that's that fantastic. <laughs> well, we'll see how we get on because we, we currently think we've had, we think we've had about one winner each, didn't we, from last a couple, week? A couple last week. Um, a couple last week. I got bagged myself a 20 to 1 winner, which is always nice in the handicap. Nice. So, i tell you what I was happy with, but slightly disappointed. My, um, my pick, Magical Spirit, um, I, it didn't have great form, but its previous win, it won at 25 to 1, and it came second. I think... I think last week I said that would have been my each way bet, um, which was good. But I had a lot of uh, non-runners, which is a bit disappointing. So, you know, it is what it is. But we go again this week and see what happens. What's your, what would be your nap for the Friday card? I'm trying, I'm looking through it. Good question. I think think mine would be uh, that editor de de Gite in that handicap in the second race. I think that five pound claimer is going to play a big role. and if you excuse it falling last time out, I reckon that's a strong bet. I, I am going to say uh, in the 1345, Cat Fortile, um, that would be mine. I, I like this horse. And yeah, uh, ridden by Tom Cannon, that's what I mentioned um, earlier. Where I, was looking, I like this horse, I think it will go well. So that would be mine actually um, on the Friday. Well, fingers crossed. Um, it's a great day's racing and yeah. forward to going. Um, I'll be very envious and uh, watching yeah. on my phone in uh, <laughs> jealousy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it would be great. Of, of working slash having fun and hangovers all in one. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're going to feel great on Monday. I don't envy that. So, <laughs> no, it would be absolutely fantastic. And you know what? I mean... Like I was saying earlier, you know, because like some people, when I spoke to them before, they always say things like, oh, you know, but like, I don't know whether it's their wife or their husband, oh, they're not really that into racing. And I'm like, this is such a good day. And especially when there's so much going on and I'm not being funny, but your, your staff from uh, Clarkson's Farm is going to be there. <laughs> so sure. that's a bit of a highlight. It'd <laughs> be fangirling a bit. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a great day and uh, we shall see what happens and we will rekindle next week with results and uh, more for episode five of the Wayne Room Wellington Closure podcast.